Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? You were surprised that I just did that very straightforward, didn't aren't you? No, I was just uh, I was I was not focusing. I was trying to read something. Oh, because um. your hesitation. <laughs> Usually, I do something weird right at the end, and you like hesitated this is true i thought you were surprised that i just did that one straightforward <laughs> uh people should like subscribe and tell their friends yeah people should specifically check out our i'm gonna keep plugging youtube now because yeah. that's uh it's gonna start being a thing more yep hopefully as we as we move on and our if exciting... i can remember to release that video we have the video it's on my computer mm-hmm. i just need to upload it <laughs> we gotta get the i want to like i mentioned last time i want to get like more of a backlog than yeah then start that's, releasing things that's fair um, but yeah, uh, classical music clickbait might actually be happening finally on that channel. So, yep. uh, we'll, yeah, check that out. It's uh quality entertainment.youtube.com. Yep. I think that's it. That's how that works. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I and mean, we've got a lot of really interesting things, uh, planned, planned ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt and I were talking about a couple of, uh, a couple of my, th- my projects that I'm working on, um, that are. Don't drink when you're listening to them. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about cereals, and I've got some cereals I'm working on. And mm-hmm. boy, you do not want to be uh, consuming downers while listening to my cereals. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make sure you're in a good place mentally before you listen to my stuff. Yeah. It's like BoJack Horseman. Yeah. It just makes you hate everything. A little bit. <laughs> I still haven't seen BoJack Horseman. Yeah. All right. Nope, you should. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, well, I'm almost done with Nightfall Volume 2. I finished the Abattoir story arc. And... He gets, he gets melted. Yeah, and you, like, and it, it was... <laughs> it's been out for fucking 25 years. Uh, yeah. Uh, 30 years. Um, It's a minor storyline. Yeah, it's a minor storyline, but... It, but I was right, though, that it is a, it's it's the turning point for him, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's this moment... about that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the, like I mentioned last time, that's the one storyline I remember really really well mm-hmm. where basically it and it, it <laughs> i think uh christopher nolan drew from it that is definitely gonna pick up in the mics probably <laughs> computer's loud do i have a an engine open no um i think christopher nolan draws from that with the the end of batman begins where he's like i don't have to kill you but i also don't have to save you or i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you because mm-hmm. that's that's what it is right uh yeah, Avatar's like Avatar's about to like, die. He's hanging over a, a vat of molten metal because comics are ridiculous. I thought it was he was getting stabbed by something. It was like a bed of spikes. No, that's his victim. Oh, that's right. Does he save the victim? No. Oh. He, yeah. So. The, oh, that's even worse. The victims. The victims off in a different place. Um. The. So the the next issue is Jim Gordon, kind of from Jim Gordon's perspective, and mm. he's like. Hey, you let Abattoir die, and because Abattoir died, we didn't know where this victim was, and because we didn't know where this victim was, we didn't find him until after he died a horrifying and gruesome death. Uh, I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. Very that 90s, is, very extreme. That's, yeah, very extreme, and very much turning a somewhat conflicted, somewhat, like, mildly sympathetic anti-hero almost into a villain. Yeah. Like, he's a bad guy now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's... That's not the end of volume two, though. No, I think I have two more issues. Was it, so when you finished it, was it just one issue, or did you read a couple more issues at a time? Uh, 
so I finished it. I read the the like the aftermath one from Jim Gordon's perspective. Okay. And I think that one is the one that ends with him like, I'm gonna build the best Batman suit that anyone's ever seen. Oh, so he's still not fully robotic yet? No. Oh. But he's going to be like the, the cover of the next one has the fully robotic. Gotcha. One. Is it just gauntlets right now? Um, this is gauntlets or metal things? I think so. Okay. I thought that was a slow development. I couldn't remember if that was like a he has been kind of piecing it together, mm-hmm. like adding spikes and blades and He's kicked he's like uh, big claw things. He's fully kicked out uh, Harold and Tim, right? Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember if that was an early thing or like that was. I, again, yeah, it's been forever since I've yeah. read that. Uh, I, I know. I know points that happen, but I just don't remember when they happen. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a theme for me. Like when you're talking about Walking Dead, I was like, "How's Carol?" Because I have no <laughs> idea when that happened in that whole storyline. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good. I'm, yep. Uh, is it getting better? Is it like was that an interesting storyline? Yeah, it wasn't great, I'll say. Like, I'm not gonna... It, it's I'm not gonna praise it. No, it's... You're just gonna shit on it less. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to look up reviews of the Nightfall Saga, because I'm interested to see, like, what, like, comic reviewers say. Because mm-hmm. I was doing that while, uh, like... It's kind of what I did with movies, where, mm-hmm. like, before we actually get into... Uh, reviewing comics, I want to read more comic reviews right. to see how people articulate their ideas with that because that's what I did with movie reviews mm-hmm. before we like when we started reviewing movies. I started reading a whole lot of reviews to see what kind of stuff they point out, so that I got and I got better at noticing. And now I can pick out my own stuff. Right uh, with comics, uh, I was reading all the reviews of the back when I was reading All Star Western mm-hmm. with Jonah Hex and stuff. As I would read the issues, I would then go and read the review of it mm-hmm. to kind of see, like, because I'd be like, oh, I really like that issue. And then I go read it, and the person would be like, oh, this is a great issue for these reasons. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that with these ones. Like, go back to the 90s where, like, th- I believe the Nightfall Saga was really divisive. Like, there was a lot of people that really, really liked it, and a lot of people that were just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I can see it. I can't, I can't remember. Don't quote me on that, that I, something in my brain apparently thinks that that's a thing i i mean i could see it like it's a mess but if you're the sort of person that likes sort of that edgy extreme pushing the boundaries of where we've gone before then this is the storyline for you yeah who's mainly responsible for this do you know the name rob liefeld no oh no, no. god <laughs> no nah, this would be so much worse what the fuck there's a tv series called nightfall i hmm. want batman Anyway, anyway, uh, is that all you've been up to? No, uh, I started watching Devs. That, oh, that's right, that started. Yeah, that new show. The first two episodes are out. Um, they're on Hulu. Uh, oh hell yeah, it's very good. The first twenty-five minutes or so of the first episode is just like transcendently good. Oh wow! Like I was just jaw dropped the whole time. And then it kind of like it's setting up sort of like there's this core mystery going on with the mysterious company mm-hmm. run by Nick Offerman. There's something something going on there. And you're like, you're pretty sure you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like the sort of thing where they're going to build it up for four or five episodes. And then the reveal's not going to be so great because you kind of knew it all along. Yeah. And then they just exposit it like at the 30 minute mark of the first episode. Oh, wow. And you're like, OK, so now we're going to go somewhere else. And so it sort of loses that momentum, but I think it saves it from a bigger collapse later on. Interesting. Um, and then it, the story's taken some twists and turns since then. Uh-huh. Um, the acting is really good. The writing is mostly really good. There's one just really terrible scene at the end of the first episode 
where a character needs something done and this character has a particular set of skills that would very well equip them Mm -hmm. to do this job and this character immediately goes and finds someone else and sits down has a conversation in which they exposit their entire related backstory and then yeah it's it's kind of not great (laughs) but it's mostly really good um the so nick offerman is is just a little bit creepy which is right where he needs to be for this um allison pill is very creepy which is Uh right where she needs to be for this uh the main actress is uh sonoya mizuko i think um sonoya 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 that's in georgia sonoya sonoya georgia oh i think holy shit yeah no sequoia Fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> anyway, uh, she's in it. She's the, you might recognize her as the other robot from Ex Machina. Um, Oscar Isaac's robot girlfriend. I'll be honest, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie and I don't really remember the other robot. Okay. <laughs> she's not in it very much. Oh, okay. Um, she's in the show quite a bit. It's, it, it's from her perspective, leading. mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. Um, I'm intrigued to see where it goes. There was kind of a teaser at the end of the first episode's credits and i was like okay so that's where they're gonna go with this a little bit yeah but i'm very interested it's got some it's got themes mm-hmm. it's got interesting sci-fi ideas uh it's got good characters good writing good acting so it's just got the whole package yeah I'm really into it cool all right anything else and that's it all right uh i have continued to play batman all right uh so i have pinpointed a lot more reasons why i like the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked about it last time because that's all I've done. It's only been three days since we recorded the right. episode that was supposed to go out a week ago. Um, <laughs> um, I So I talked about last time how I really liked this game and I had played Arkham Asylum when it, a little bit after it came out on the Xbox. I wasn't a huge fan of it when it came out. Mm-hmm. That's mostly because like it was something that I was a little bit unfamiliar with on how things – it took more brain power. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things. It's like I was kind of a – I didn't know you could go back to the buildings that you had been in, right. um, which defeat, defeated the fact that I knew it was an open world game. But I think I think back then I thought this was a bad open world game because it's not really open world. I was wrong. It was open world, and I'm just a fucking idiot. <laughs> tracks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so playing this game again, so there's a lot of things that I noticed recently that I really liked. So one of them is, and I talked about them a little bit, the collectibles are not monotonous. And we talked about this, that mm-hmm. it's problem solving to find those Riddler trophies uh, or to get the Riddler trophies open. Um, that's one thing I really, really liked because I got through 97% of the trophies and I still was not tired of them. Mm-hmm. When with other games, like even if they're marked on the map, like... So Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and yeah, 1 and 2 both did not mark their big collectibles on the map. So one had all the flags and two had all the feathers. Uh-huh. Those did not have things marked on the map. That was just me looking at the internet trying to compare with the map and I got headaches doing it. Yeah. Never fucking doing it again. I 100% of the games, but I'm never doing them again. Fair enough. Um later games they did put the stuff on the map. However, it was just you Black Flag was the worst at it because it's a big map and they were all, it was like you'd drive, you'd sail your ship over to a very tiny island. You'd have to jump off the ship, swim over to it, open it, 
swim all the way back to the ship, get back on the ship, and then go to the next one. And it was just a huge ordeal to just get one collectible. Mm-hmm. Like, each or, each collectible took me maybe, like, three minutes to get it, which seems not bad. Actually, it seems pretty bad. But relatively not bad. But when there's, like, 4,000 of them... <laughs> yeah. And it's also... It's, it's three minutes of nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, with Batman, like, it, it was always kind of fun when I landed somewhere... Like, I landed next to the trophy, and I looked at the thing, and I looked back, like, I looked at the trophy, I looked at the thing, the pu- related puzzle, and I go, okay, I don't think I can do this yet. Noted. And then every time I would get a gadget, I'd go, could I use that on this one? And I'd, I'd like, kind of think through. And it, uh-huh. like, ke- it kept me engaged in the collectible later in the story, which is, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How do you, that's crazy that you're able to, ke- like, keep me engaged in collectibles when i'm not looking at it or yeah. i'm not focused on it when i'm in the main story and i go can i get that collectible now that's very like, good it's it's amazing how that happens uh i haven't gotten them all yet uh obviously there's a couple that are super easy like there's destroyables which you just throw a battering at mm-hmm. but also that takes literally no time like i'll like look at it, go, oh there's the camera and then i'll just double tap one which is the quick throw battering and then turn around and run away and it would get me the like oh you destroyed a camera <laughs> like, yep. and just double tap one and run away <laughs> Um, the other thing is that the side quests, I talked about this a little bit last time where the side quests were seen to be setting up for the next game. I I mentioned Mm -hmm. that, uh, once you get to Azrael, he's just like, oh, you, you have a pivotal role to play in things to come. And Hush is like, oh, I'll let you go for now. And then walks away. And that's the end of it, which is, it's interesting because like this, a lot of the side quests some of the side quests are actually relatively monotonous, mm-hmm. but really short. Asriel is like, his whole thing is you just like, you see him in the distance or you like, I knew where he was. Uh, so you'd see like the person standing in the distance and you'd go over to him and you'd just go, oh, you found me again. And then he stabs in the ground and draws a little symbol and then you just like scan it. And then that's it. That's it for that. But you only have to do that three times. Doing mm-hmm. that like a million times would suck. Yeah. It's only three times. And like, the third time is when you're like, okay, I've had enough of this. You you did. You had enough. There's no more of it. There you go. <laughs> and, like, I never got tired of a side quest. The only one that I think I got close to being tired of a side quest was, um, so you're in Arkham City where there's a whole bunch of fucking criminals, but there's also political prisoners, people that just got tangled up in the wrong politician and got sent to the Arkham Asylum mm-hmm. or Arkham City. There's, like, 16 of those guys or 17 of those guys, and it's just... You have to kind of pay attention when you're flying around. If you have your detective vision on, it'll, uh, or you'll start hearing like, you were going to get me cigarettes. Like, why aren't you giving me cigarettes? Like, I'm sorry. I didn't have any money. You just like hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you have to turn on your act, your, uh, detective vision. And it'll like tell you where you're hearing that from. Mm-hmm. And you'll go down to that. You'll beat the guy up and it's over. 17 is quite a lot of those yeah. when it's just that, but you can start doing them from the beginning there's no restrictions on getting to them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, you just kind of do them along the way. And yeah. that's, and that's the best way to handle those kind of things. So that's the only one that was like, not really fun. Cause I remember I had, I was like my, my percent my tracker was at like 93% for that one. And I was like, where the fuck is this other guy? And so I just continued doing the thing. And then I heard him and I was like, Oh, there he is. And I, I just did him. And it was just, that was the only one that was really not on my radar and not fun, but, um yeah no it's the game does a really good job of that then 
Uh, so I, I 100% finished the game. I got all the side quests done on uh, game standard. But then what happens when you beat the game is it says, oh, go play New Game Plus. And to get the full 100% on mm-hmm. your save file, you need to go play New Game Plus, which includes yep. all the side quests against stuff. I was like, fuck, really? <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, it's an interesting story, but, like, I, I just, I know the story, and I just played it. I don't want to, like, just roll through it again. But actually what it does is New Game Plus, when you're fighting someone, you can counter their attacks. Mm-hmm. When you counter, when they're about to punch you, little lightning bolts appear over their head to say, hey, I'm, they're about to punch you, and that's when you hit the counter button. They get rid of that in New Game Plus. What they also do is New Game Plus, you start with all your gadgets. You start as upgraded as you were at the end of the... But, and I had done all the side quests, so I was fully upgraded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you start with all that, uh, but also so do the goons. So at the very beginning of the standard game, none of them have guns. None of them have stun batons. They have some bats and stuff, but like nothing nothing fancy, and they slowly get right. those things. It'll be like, no shields, because there's special gadgets or attacks that you need to use to to counter those right but since you have all those at the beginning of new game plus so do all the fucking goons <laughs> so they start with all those and while it's mildly annoying it's actually a little bit more fun it makes the game a little bit less monotonous it, it's the focus of new game plus is actually are you able to pay attention to the fight well enough because i have to be watching all of the goons all at once and see if i can see that tiny ass fucking knife in his hand <laughs> because if i if he has a knife in his hand and he he's like he the way to tell is if they like beeline towards you and post up really quickly next to you mm-hmm. that's when you hit the counter button because that's when they're about to attack you right. but if they have a knife in your hand you can't counter the knife you have to do something else oh. so if you see someone beeline towards you you have to look at their hand to see if they have a knife mm-hmm. So obviously, the guns and the stun batons are really easy to see because they're big. Right. But knives are tiny. Sometimes it's not even a knife. Sometimes it's like a broken bottle thing. But right. like, it's really hard to see. So you have to pay attention. Um, or you can activate detective vision. You'll see like the the knives. The, the goons are blue, but the knives are orange. So you'll see if they have a knife. Uh, so I do most of my fighting in uh, detective vision. But it's like that. It adds this new element. Mm-hmm. Also, it's super fucking hard. <laughs> they add, it's it's yeah. a greater difficulty for it. But no, it's a great game, and I I genuinely recommend it to people it's just like it does everything right for an open world game mm-hmm. and it doesn't do too it doesn't do anything too much and it does the political prisoner like two or three too much that's fine yeah uh, it, does, it doesn't do anything like way too much and it it doesn't leave you wanting for anything okay um also if you know the characters it's always fun to like see like asriel and be like hey yeah. it's asriel oh, i know you guy. uh you're he's reading things yeah, by, uh, about asriel. reading about asriel um, so yeah, that's a fun game. Yeah. Uh, how long have I been talking about that? <laughs> a while. <laughs> uh, and that's all I've done. That's okay. all she wrote. All right. Oh, actually, Brian David Gilbert released a new episode. Who's I mean, that? You, uh, from Polygon. He's the guy that does the Unraveled thing. I think you should, you've seen a couple of them. Am I having a stroke or are you having a stroke? Brian David I didn't Gilbert. I understand any of those words. Brian David Gilbert. Right. Who? Is a guy from Polygon on Who? YouTube. Don't know who that is. He does like fun. He does a, a series called Unraveled. Don't know he, what that means. Uh, he takes something from video games or pop culture, mostly video games, and like spends way too much time. Like he's basically the god of headcanon. Okay. And <laughs> I got to show you some of them. I think you'll enjoy the hero's journey one. Like it's it's about a storyline that neither of us know at all because it's from a um, a video game series that I've never played. Mm. But it's funny to watch him just like go crazy on him. Um, <laughs> But no, they're really funny, and he released a new one. He started a new season. He basically, um, there's one about Sonic, 
and he's like he has the sonic bible which is a person actually wrote a sonic bible like the things that are authentically the truth about sonic okay and he goes back and like recreates the perfect game and there's at one point where he's just like he's talking about how sonic can do this and that means sonic either is a god or can kill god (laughs) and i don't care if there's a difference (laughs) (laughs) and it's like i love him so much because every time there's a lot of a weird number of people have come to me and said, have you ever heard of Brian David Gilbert? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, I get so much of his energy from you. And I'm like, thank you. That is the greatest compliment anyone can give me because I love him so much. <laughs> I'll just show you some of the stuff on the yeah. way back. He's really funny. I recommend it. Just look up BDG on YouTube and like Polygon stuff. And then look for like a topic that relates to you. He did uh, in Skyrim. In like the Elder Scrolls series in Skyrim, uh, there's like 316 just books in the mm-hmm. game that you can read. Like they're actually like flavor text. And like he, <laughs> the whole thing was I read all 316 books to tell you if you, if it's worth you going through and reading those books. And so he did is he spent the whole episode like categorizing like the books. And so there's history mm. books and then he's just like, history is so boring. <laughs> uh, and he like, he nails down like five books that, if you're going to read any books and thing, you should read these. And then the very end, he, I'll let you, I'll let you explore. I'll let you experience the end. All right. It's so funny. Anyway, anyway, this new thing. And I watched that. Cool. Matt, Preston, what's been up? To, I mean, news, <laughs> <laughs> a couple of kind of minor ish trailers, but it's been a slow three news days. So, um, one super not slow thing. We got a first look at the Batmobile. We talked about that last time. Did we really? Yep. Ah, eh, fuck me, dude. <laughs> it's a good-looking Batmobile. It's a good-looking Batmobile. it fits with sort of the detective instead of armored Iron Man mm-hmm. ripoff. I was talking to... Um, I think the reason I was I, mean, I thought we hadn't talked about it is because I have some new stuff to talk about. That like, I like this idea that th- this is year two Batman. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't had the time to fully build all of his gadgets and build this new car. I don't like this idea that, like... Um... He, like, comes back from his training, and then he just has the full Batcave, all of his stuff, a full tank Batmobile, his full set of gadgets, his armor set, stuff like that. I like this idea that it's taken him, like, five t- five to ten years to build this stuff. Yeah. Like, I like this the, this idea that he has the cave beneath, his, uh, beneath Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. but, like, for the first couple years... It's just him with like a standard desktop computer with like three monitors <laughs> and just like a, and like a, like a really tattered kind of like bouncy uh, uh, bouncy office chair and he like slowly upgrades it all. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, Batman game. They should do that where like you get to like upgrade your <gasps> Batman Ikea. That would actually no, that actually be really cool, though, if they did that. We're like because they didn't do it for Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins, you like the opening scene is you walk into the full Batcave. Mm. Um That'd actually be really cool that, like, instead of upgrading your gadgets, you upgrade your Batcave, and as you upgrade your Batcave, you get better gadgets because the Batcave gets... And, you, like, it gets mm-hmm. better, like, better intel because your Bat computer gets better, and, mm-hmm. like, your detective skill becomes easier, but that makes it, like... Dude, there's potential for, like, a gnarly fucking Batman game. Yeah. <laughs> like, combine, like, an, it just an exploded version of the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Or actually, it was a Superman game. Just, like, upgrade your, uh, your... Um, Fortress of Solitude, but it's all 100% aesthetic upgrades, which are fucking 
garbage in video games. <laughs> Any game developers out there, aesthetic upgrades are the fucking worst thing you can do. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of fun. You heard it here first, folks. Preston fucking hates aesthetic upgrades. All right. Good God, to know. it's the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, don't want to spend know, time yeah. gaining money and then just to be like, oh, look, my cape can be purple now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but purple cape Batman? That's, uh, that'd be. And that's existed. You've, yeah, you've seen so, the rainbow uh, suits, right? Yeah. What a 60s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, oh yeah, so I like this idea that it's like a it's his his car. He just like tacked on a rocket booster to the back of it because <laughs> it looks like a Charger or a Challenger. Yeah, kind of does. Like it kind of has that like that front tilt on the the, right. um, the grill. So I think it's just that. And it, like uh, my friend uh, coworker Stewart mentioned that uh, it's like, uh, what if he just has like eight of those? Because how many times does he wreck his Batmobile? gotta be pretty often that like it's a pretty cheap like for him it's a cheap car yeah he can wreck it he'll just have he just has more so like it's mm-hmm. like that he just yeah. tacks a rocket booster on the end of like he just buys in bulk all the black chargers and fucking <laughs> go- and like wherever whatever state gotham's in like it's been daryl delaware it's been maryland it's so been New what York. he does is he buys them all he buys like a, a whole fleet for the gotham city police department mm picks off a few surplus yeah. camouflage ingratiate himself with the police force do a like a rich that's person actually thing. really good yeah because like because uh bruce wayne public face bruce wayne has always supported the gotham city police right uh he's actually like bruce wayne is actually a friend of gordon mm-hmm. so is batman it's one of those <laughs> things i like to think of that like <laughs> that uh one one night gordon has a dream where it combines the two of them and he wakes up and goes Holy shit, that makes so much sense! <laughs> it's the Inception he just calls, Batman crossover we never knew we wanted. <laughs> calls Barbara, Barbara in. It's like, Barbara! Are you Batgirl? <laughs> it's like, what? No, I'm a cripple! Ah. <laughs> uh, it's just one of my small head cannons that I like to think of. Like Every time yeah. I'm, like, I'm like reading something and Jim Gordon comes up, it's like, well, that would be hilarious if he just figures it out. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Bulls. Bulls. Pull my mic a little closer. That'll work. I don't know who's going to edit this or how it's going to get edited, but our fucking audio got cut. Yep. Don't get that close. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, we're going to breeze through the news, and then we're going to have our entire fucking conversation about the Dark Universe again. It'll be fun. Great. <laughs> well, on the bright side, we were kind of just spitballing, so now we can have order and structure. Yeah. It'll be like we planned it. Cool. Definitely didn't, but all right. Love chaos. Uh, so other brief news. Um, uh, Batman, or uh, yeah, Batman has been cast as Beta Ray Bill. I made a joke about Batman Ray, Beta, uh, Batman Ray Bill Finger. Because uh, yep. uh, it's Christian Bale, Christian Bale. We knew he was going to be in it. Uh, Tessa Thompson confirmed it yesterday mm-hmm. as Beta Ray Bill, or as the villain. I don't know if they've confirmed okay. Beta Ray Bill. That's true. So he's a villain. All right. All right, that's fine. Yeah, no, he's he's cool. He's good. He's villainous. Um, the other new, what was the other news? Uh, Candyman trailer. Right. Uh, I was I was saying, all right, it's written by Jordan Peele, so I'm like, I guess I'm kind of inherently on board. Trailer didn't knock me 
off board, but I'm, I don't know that I'm excited about this. It kind of just looks like it'll be kind of a standard, you know, reasonably enjoyable horror movie. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably one of those things I'll end up watching just some October when I'm trying to binge a bunch of horror movies yeah. and run out of good ones. Yep. Um, Sorry, I'm like, my pit, I'm pissed about this thing stopping recording. Yep. At least we didn't wait till the end. Yeah. This is why I get up and check every 15 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Not just to keep me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an Ozark Season 3 trailer. Um, I watched it with the sound off because I realized when it started playing, I was like, oh, hey, Ozark Se-. And then I was like, oh, wait, Ozark Season 3. <laughs> uh, I realized I don't care. Not that much. Yeah. Like, I don't hate it. It's a, it's a pretty good show. It's just everything's kind of drab and blue and yeah just that none of the characters are very likable and it's just kind of yeah it kind of it feels like i felt last sunday because my allergies were killing me and i just i felt kind of swollen and drippy and stop saying the words (laughs) you're saying (laughs) i'm really uncomfortable right now like i'm not sick i was i was you know i was in good condition but i just i felt icky you are icky i know (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) off (laughs) okay so that's news uh oh uh quiet place 2 is getting advanced reactions apparently it is a sequel which builds upon the first in a satisfying and good way it um, makes the world bigger and badder but um not at the expense of just getting overblown or ridiculous yeah Um, maintains tension does new and interesting things get hyped yo don't ever do that again. Get hyped, yo. All right, you did it again. Uh, cool. All right. So. So I lied. Oh, you bitch. I'm a dirty, rotten, dishonest little liar. Why? With the uncomfortable words. <laughs> this didn't happen the first time. <laughs> I ran out of good words, and so now I'm using the, the worst ones I can God, think of. God, you're like, you just start dropping the word moist and frothy on me, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, someone had it. Oh, have you ever heard the word thruple? Thruple? It's a, like a couple, but there's three of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, William Malton Marston. How's a thruple? What? Oh, yeah. 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 Someone, someone used that in conversation recently. And I was just like, ooh, you know, I thought people were making it up when they, when the word moist makes it uncomfortable, makes them uncomfortable. <laughs> but I was like, no, I know what they're feeling now. Thruple. So it'd be thruple? Fuffle. This for four and five. <laughs> I I guess. Fuffle, fuffle, supple. Hey. There you go. For both six Sex and seven. Sex upple. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> Aw- awesome. Yay. I'm gonna leave now. Anyway, the whole point of this this bit was that uh I'm I'm a dirty liar and you should punish me. I mean Stop it. <laughs> I'm a dirty liar. I'm gonna take a wild guess at what, what you're lying about. And I I should been up to something else. I went and saw Invisible Man. You did! All by myself. All by yourself, you last night. fucking weirdo. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was a fine movie experience. The guy in front of me got on his phone <gasps> several times. Did he happen to go to Google Translate? N- no. It's, it was all in English. So what I did is every time he got on his phone, I would kick the back of his seat. Not very hard. Just enough, like, to that he'd notice. I don't think he caught on. Ah! Which is really disappointing, but he kind of looked dumb anyway, so yeah, he probably wouldn't realize. Yeah, um, it was, uh, you you weren't you it wasn't going on long enough for Pavlovian response to kick in. 
I guess. So I mean, speak. He, he got on probably a dozen times through the movie. Catch my joke? I think I just, like, I did, but I kind of subliminally was like, no, we're just going to ignore it. I'm going to say it again. Please don't. Pavlovian response to kick in. I know. Yeah, I'm aware. So to speak. That doesn't... That's not... I'm a- funny! <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what wasn't funny? The movie. You know who thought it was funny? The group of high schoolers right down the aisle from me. What? Yeah. Oh, this is also... This is all new stuff. Like, I didn't know what was going on during the movie. Yep. I also didn't even know you went alone. I thought you and Hannah went. No. <laughs> well, for one thing, she doesn't like horror movies. And for another thing, she was at work till 8.30 because tax accountant tax and March... Yeah. She's also doing banks, which most of their deadlines are March 15th, so. Oh. Yeah. So she's almost done. Well, and then she has to do the regular stuff. The Ides stuff. of March are coming! Then she has to do the regular stuff, too. I'm gonna stab people. Okay. Maybe that's what she'll do, she does. Maybe that's what the bank thing is. is like right. She ta- does all the tax returns, and then that's when all the senators go up, and you start, they start stabbing people. All right. 72 times? I don't know. No. I wasn't there. Is 72 or 78? I hope it's not 78, because that's our number. Pretty sure it's 72. Okay. Um, yeah, another bunch of high schoolers that were laughing their way through it, which is annoying. But, you know, whatever. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so y- you you said something about this is... You were asking if this was like a restart of... Yes. So let's... let's if this uh, somehow interconnects with some 23 times way off okay <laughs> uh let's let's start back at the beginning let's like we'll structure this the same way all right because i like that structure kind of like yeah establishing this so all right. we can go back so the universal 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 they do things occasionally sometimes yeah they uh they're doing a james bond movie just a few months after they it's were not, planning on it isn't it no it's not james bond isn't it they don't have james bond don't they no didn't we just have the no it's mgm yeah that's right. You fucking idiot. <laughs> there was a James Bond trailer before. Speaking of, I forgot it existed. Can I just say how much I hate that stupid Morbius trailer? Oh. God. I haven't seen it forever. I watched it and I was like, this looks kind of dumb. Oh, man. It looks like Venom, but like forgetting to have fun. <laughs> Which, the only good thing about Venom was that they had, had a lot of fun, fun with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. And also, also, what's with like unserious movies and TV shows? putting classical music but like bad reduxes of it in their trailers so like it was claire de lune during uh uh yeah during king of monsters. godzilla king of monsters ad astra had moonlight sonata yep. this had fear release mm-hmm. uh the lock and key trailer had the rachmaninoff prelude and c-sharp minor the, the one that everyone knows that's the bum, one that everyone bum, knows bum, 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 bum. yeah yeah that's what people are here for yep. listening to you sing yep i know it <laughs> <laughs> man you're uh coming soon to youtube near you oh god oh yeah that's actually kind of no you won't be singing okay. any doesn't fucking matter hopefully not um yeah so, so uh, universal universal they do things they do um, they have been doing things for a long time they did uh so they just came out with with Infinity uh, Infinity War. <laughs> this is the Invisible Infinity Man. War of their movies. <laughs> Frankenstein shows up two thirds of the way through, and then like there's a Dracula on your left. <laughs> <laughs> Turns Actually, out no, if it's Frankenstein, it'd be on thine left, on the uh, off thine links. There we go. Probably, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. Turns out the Invisible Man was actually an invisible creature of the Black Lagoon all along. <gasps> Plot okay, twists. so Invisible Man came out. That's not the first time they did something. Nope. A while ago, they did The Mummy. 
That wasn't the first time they did something. Nope. A while ago, they did Dracula Untold. Nope. That wasn't the first time they did something. Nope. A while ago, they did, uh, the... Wolfman. Wolfman. Yep. That wasn't the first time they did something. Nope. A while ago, they did The Mummy. Yep. That wasn't the first time they did something. We can keep A long while going. ago, they did The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was the first time they did something. Nope. The 30s movie? Nope. That was like the fifth movie they did. Um, oh, shit. I, okay. So that, that wasn't was, the first time they did something. That was Yeah, that was their fifth movie. A while ago, they did... The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Release date, September 2nd, 1923. 1923. Yeah. They before also... that was sound. Yeah. They also did The Phantom of the Opera in 1925. Before there That's was... That's not part of this sound. universe, though. It is. It's a monster. What? He's a monstrous creature. Is he supposed to be part of the dark universe, though? I'm in the Universal what Classic. What am I doing? <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> yeah, is that, no, that's uh, that's in the the 19. All right, it's in the the list of the Universal Classic Monsters movies. And they Was were... that the first thing they did? Yes, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and then the Phantom of the Opera, and then <laughs> in the 30s alone, they did Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Invisible Man, the Bride of Frankenstein, Werewolf of London, Dracula's Daughter, and Son of Frankenstein. They did all of that between 1931 and 1939. That is a lot of movies. You ready for the 40s? Okay. The Invisible Man Returns, The Mummy's Hand, The Invisible Woman, The Wolfman, The Ghost of Frankenstein, Invisible Agent, The Mummy's Tomb, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, Phantom of the Opera, Son of Dracula, Invisible Man's Revenge, The Mummy's Ghost, The Mummy's Curse, The House of Frankenstein, The House of Dracula, She-Wolf of London, Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. What the fuck? Ready for the 50s? Jesus Christ. It's actually only like six or seven. Okay. Uh, Abbott, Costello, Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man. Abbott and Costello meet Jekyll and Hyde. Creature from the Black Ravoon. Black Ravoon? Ravoon. Ravoon. The Ravoon! Because uh, I, well, the problem was I said Creature from the Black Lagoon, and then the next one is Revenge of the Creature. And so I guess I kind of just, uh... I was reading ahead. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy, and the Creature Walks Among Us. That's a new one. That was relatively recent, all the way all, right. all the way in 1956, and then they basically stopped for a while. Okay, so then I take it the next one is the Mummy. Uh, there's a 70s Dracula movie that they count, but okay. then the Mummy. All right, so flashing back to 1992, so wrong, really, way off. I thought it was early 90s. 99. Fuck, dude. I thought I wasn't born for the first movie. You were. Well, no, I wasn't. I wasn't alive in the 30s. Oh. <laughs> anyway. I, I thought... walked right into that okay, one. So, yeah. so 19... Okay, so 1999. So 1999, mm -hmm. Mummy came out. Yeah. That was a pretty good movie. That's a, it's a real fun romp. You yeah. Know? It'll, yeah. That's a, it's kind of like a, a lesser national treasure on my... Yeah. My, my feeling. Yeah, you got Brendan Fraser. It's fun. other people. Rachel Weisz. Oh, she in it? I think so i haven't seen that movie in forever and i also yeah. and like i also don't know her very well so i can't look mm. like that i just know brendan fraser really well yep that was like, actually that's the first actor i ever came familiar with the name huh all right which was weird i think that was the first time i ever like watched two separate movies like mummy one and two mm -hmm. and saw the same character same person i was like who's that brendan fraser oh look that's a these are people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are people that are dancing for my amusement yep. um so that happened yeah it's fun it's goofy it's a good romp and it didn't intend to do anything. They just like there was like, like a mommy movie, yeah. and then Mommy Two came out, which was 
kind of okay. It's yeah, no, it's it's got mostly its... bogged down by the horrible CGI that is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, it's the National Treasure two of the franchise. It kind yeah. of does the same thing, just not quite as well. And then yep. nothing happened. Let's not. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> there was three that, happened. There was that that Van Helsing movie in two thousand four with Hugh Jackman. That's right. I haven't seen that. Neither have I. All right. Well, it's not supposed to be very good. Ah, you know what else is supposed to be very good? Fucking Return of the Dragon King or whatever. Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That one. Yeah. <laughs> Something dragon. Yeah. So that kind of killed that franchise. Yeah, that one sucked. Also, the fact that that franchise was trying to kill Brendan Fraser. Oh, were they really? No, I mean, like, not the franchise was trying to kill him, but that was my phone. Oh, I was like, that was a weird buzz for my it phone. It was. I'm wondering what's going on. Um, No, it's like... There's a there's Did you just interview. grab your phone. You're like finger like you're just I'm digging trying. around in your pants. I'm trying. Uh there's a um there's an interview where Brendan Fraser lists all of the injuries that he got from the franchise. Oh. And he's like, "Yeah, no, I basically spent the entire movie held together by duct tape and chewing gum. I don't remember what the actual sticky object he uses, but I'm not gonna make that joke. No, don't. You set that please. up for me, and I'm yeah. not gonna. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. Oh God, I just punched my mic. I punched my my pop filter. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, yeah, and so that that kind of killed that franchise. So then, then, then they did Wolfman. Well, something else happened. What out in the universe, in a different universe, a universe that was marvelous. Oh, uh, we right. Say, we should probably cinematic. focus on that part. Yeah, that's so, an important part. 2008. Everything changed. Was that an Avatar Last Airbender reference? No. Oh. All these... All these movies... Oh, uh, um... Universal... Fo- uh, Universal... Fox... Disney... MGM. A uh, hundred years ago, these four entertainment companies <laughs> lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when Marvel attacked. <laughs> 2008, Iron Man came out. Yep. And Marvel was like, hey, look, we're going to do this fucking thing. Kevin Feige was like, hey, look at what we're doing. This is super cool. We're it's doing really awesome. Yeah. It's kind of a new thing. It's not super new, but we're like, we're breaking, we're breaking an interesting, cool new ground for it. We're yeah. making it popular that like this is a known thing because there's yep. been shared universes before. Yeah. But like, we're going to do this thing. And everyone... the Alien versus Predator universe. Yeah. And then. Everyone was like, oh, fuck yes. Uh, we all want to do this. And notably, uh, DC wanted to do it. Didn't, yep, didn't they do it. Tried. Uh, James Bond said they were going to do it a little bit. Um, that's still not off the table. Not off the table. Um, but Universal was like, hey. We got all these guys. I got, we got some stuff. We got yeah, an ensemble here. Pretty cool. Yeah. We got some classic let's, uh, Hey, let's, let's do Wolfman. Yeah. And Wolfman came out. And they were just like, kind of like behind closed doors. They're like, hey, hey guys, we're going to make a universe. We're going to make a shared universe. It's going to be kind of cool. And it was, it was bad. It was bad. So so they kind of like stepped back. And yep. then they were like, all right, let's let's reevaluate. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's not do Wolfman. Let's do let's do Dracula. Let's do like a bit more of a known character. We'll do a different twist on it. Mm-hmm. And so they released Dracula. And they're like, and at the very end of Dracula Untold, they were like, hey, look. Hey. Hey, we're going to do a shared universe. The be games cool. begin. Look at this. Look, we got a sequel coming. We're gonna do post credit sequence. Oh. This is what you want. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Like it. yeah. You like it? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. cool. We got Roman Giovanni doing the music. It's actually really kind of cool. Yeah. And then that movie was like, all right. 
there's problems with the movie. We're not here to review that movie, but like it's got problems, but it's it's a pretty enjoyable movie for the most part. Like you won't hate yourself for watching it. Right. The the joke I made is that I'll have a couple beers and watch it once I've got through the 3000 movies that are actually on my watch list. Yeah. It's an alright movie. Didn't do well. No one really cared. You didn't have they didn't I'm curious what did, did it do box office wise? It was like uh, it was actually not terrible. It, it made made profit. Yeah, sure. it uh seventy million dollar budget, two hundred seventeen million box yeah. office. So it made about not bad forty fifty million on budget or on profit, uh, counting like. Uh, I mean, well, the rule is you double the budget, yeah. and then anything above that's profit. So that yeah. worked out to about exactly seventy. Seventy. Okay. Uh, I was ballparking, not even trying to do math. Uh, so that came out, and people were like, you know, sure. But that wasn't really good. I don't really want to watch that movie. Yeah. And so then, then Mummy came out. They thought the solution. And Universal was like, hey, motherfuckers. <laughs> Y'all ready for a shared universe? <laughs> Boy, weren't we. And they went nuts. Yeah. They released the Dark Universe logo, Dark Universal logo. Yep. Um, they released a picture with all of the cast that they had cast for all these uh, characters. I get it. It's like the Universal logo, but it's dark. Did you really not? I really just got that right this very moment. No, you didn't. No, I really did. No, you bullshit. No. There's no story. way you missed that. I did. What the fuck, Matt? I was just like, oh, it's, it's, that's cute. They thought they were going to have a shared universe. Look at their little logo thing. Oh my God. How did you miss that? I'm not very smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way you said at the beginning, I genuinely thought you were fucking with me. I thought I, like, I was just so incredulous. No, I'm serious. I just yeah, thought it was no, a cute Yeah, no, it's the Universal logo. logo, but like Dark Universal. Yeah. Or Dark Universe. That's, uh... Wow. Huh. Right over your head, huh? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with under my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so they did that. And the problem that they had, so there's there's a list of problems. Um, first off, it was a terrible movie. First of all, hang on, back up a little bit. Like, so they had attempted several times to start this dark universe, and none of them were great. Mm -hmm. Marvel w did a great job where they just released a really really good movie. Yep, they released an amazing movie. They weren't really even planning to do shared universe at yeah. that point. They had the idea. They're like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. We have all these characters that yeah. interact. But, like, well, let's just do an Iron Man movie. And then, then it worked. And Kevin Feige was like, fucking do this shit. Um, the... We talked about last time, meaning last time when we fucking lost all our audio, mm -hmm. uh, how if you're going to make a, ser a franchise, you need to land the people... You need to land the audience early. Yep. You can't make several bad movies and then expect a good movie be your third or fourth or fifth one. Right. To get the audience. Yeah. Let's say we use Harry Potter as an example. Let's say Harry Potter, the first five movies were terrible. Mm hmm And they released the sixth movie and the sixth movie was really, really good. Mm hmm No one's going to go back and watch five bad movies. No. To catch up. They're not going to make five bad movies. Yeah. If they're it, making one long extended story, they're going to make two movies, realize... That these are terrible. These don't understand the books. These make no money. And then they're going to stop looking at you, Percy Jackson. Ooh, got called out. Boom. Made that exact joke last time. We did. So it kind of, I don't have as much energy for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they, one of the things that they struggled with was the fact that they had tried several times. Right. And the, 
So uh, here's here's where we get into the the problem with the mummy specifically is Wolfman was secretly supposed to be a thing, so they got away with it. Mm-hmm. Dracula Untold was it, it was clear that they wanted to do a sequel, not entirely clear they wanted to do a full shared universe, right? And it was also like kind of an okay movie, so they got away with it, right? Mummy was bad. Haven't seen it. Don't feel bad about saying it. And they went full blown press junket with it. Just advertising that this is a shared universe. Yeah. Like, terrible idea. In the movie, here's a room where it's like, here's Dracula's teeth. Here's the creature from the Black Lagoon's hand, I guess. Here's <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, played by Russell Crowe. Why? I don't know. <laughs> uh. It's, they literally said, like, like Wolfman, if they had just not said anything, they could have brushed it under the rug. Right. That's completely fine. I don't care if you make a bad movie trying to do something, but as long as you don't claim something that's... It, you're counting your chickens before you... Or yep. You're counting the... You're counting your mummies before they've returned from their eternal slumber to terrorize the population perfect. in the town. Yep. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, you're counting chickens before they hatch. It's... You, when... When you say that this is the first movie of an entire franchise and it's bad, everyone looks at you and goes, don't fucking make any more movies. Yeah. You, they shot themselves in the foot. They dragged themselves out into the street and then shot themselves in the foot. You made that joke last time. I made time. that joke it last didn't time. didn't make sense last time. It didn't well, no, make it sense actually, this time. This time it actually made sense in my head because they dragged <laughs> themselves out of the street. They shot themselves in the foot. They didn't shoot themselves in the head. Right. They shot themselves in the foot. They can't move. The audience is hitting them with a car now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's the punchline. <laughs> they they got away with the first two. This one they just fucked up. Yeah. Well, they missed the they missed the important part to doing something like this is that you don't start with your shared universe. You start with audience goodwill. Yes. And, and then you feed off that audience goodwill. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone knows MCU Iron Man, but like going back to Alien versus Predator, the reason they've been spitting out crap movies for 30 years is that Alien is great and Aliens is yeah. great. They have so much built up goodwill that they're like, okay, maybe this one's they'll actually get it right. Yeah. Terminator, Terminator 2, two great movies. They haven't done a good one since. Yeah. But they have enough built up goodwill that they can just they can keep throwing them at the screen for a while. Yeah. And Harry Potter is coasting on its franchise. Oh. <laughs> like, I actually talked to my friend, and she actually really likes Crime of Grindelwald, and I just bit my tongue. Didn't want to didn't want to get into that while bowling. <laughs> uh, but it's they are coasting on that right now. The only bad movie of that series is four. Everything else, and that's not even it's, that it's bad. It's not a terrible movie. It's like, it's a low point. Yeah. But... But, like, the series is great, and they're just coasting solid, on it. Yeah. They've got a lot of goodwill with it. Yeah. And so they're just going to, like, fucking cash in on all that and oh, just boy. let this crime, or let this Fantastic Beast be what it is. A crime. Be a fantastic crime. Yep. Um, But what's happening right now with the Dark Universe is they, I think they have effectively killed the general population's desire to see any of these characters. Luckily... The general population doesn't know that Mummy, Frankenstein, uh, Dracula, they're all in the same universe. So Mm -hmm. they fucked up the Mummy. No one wants to see a Mummy again. I don't think they've killed the desire to see these characters. I think they've killed the desire to see a ham-fisted shared universe. Well, but that's the thing is, like, it's going to be hard to make a shared universe now that, like, they have made it abundant. Well, actually, no, completely changing my point. 
the general population knows that these are all movies, uh, mm-hmm. all these are all characters in this universe that they tried to do and was bad. So if they go like with Invisible Man, I think they did a good enough job of completely separating from the franchise that people are going to go see it. You, I mean, you I wasn't saw it. You didn't see it. You don't know what you're it. talking about. Well, well, like I think people are going to go see this one. But if they try to make a Jekyll and Hyde or another Mummy or Frankenstein or like Creature of the Black Lagoon, I think there's a large population that's going to go. No, didn't you just do fucking horrible with the mummy? Mm-hmm. I don't want to see this. Right. You you threw all these characters under the bus by fucking up mummy. Mm-hmm. And that is it's just the, the greatest sin that they could have done for a shared universe. Right. Like if, if Avengers had done this, if they had made a really bad Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. while at the end you had Nick Fury go, hey, we're going to put together a team. And then he just like shows a list of all of the characters and all their cast goes into a computer file where there's like a five second clip of them doing yeah. something <laughs> that so the thing is that didn't fuck it up because they didn't because justice league was kind of okay okay but bvs it still killed its own sharedness of its universe bvs wasn't casually bad does that make sense casual people that went to see it didn't hate it as much as we do that's fair mummy was right mummy was casually hated yeah like casual moviegoers hate it so that means therefore they will go see that not go see those things uh we saw that and we're like oh that's terrible i really kind of don't want to see justice league right i of course was like you know my dis- my love for dc just massively outweighs the that scene yeah <laughs> um so I mean, that's, that's just my major point for this episode is the fact that they just, it was a perfect storm. They did the worst thing possible for what they wanted to do. Yep. Had Mummy been a great movie? Perfect idea. Right. Get everyone involved. Get everyone excited for all these movies that are coming out. You'll get people in. But it was a bad movie. Yeah. Well, there, I think I think the problem is it was never going to be good if you're putting the cart before the horse like that. Yes. I, I made the point on our aborted first attempt that they started with iron man 2 they started with the setup they started with the one where the actual story part itself is not that important and that i mean that's just going to kill your movie right there yeah yeah so uh, that was a disaster Mm. so what they've done now um the invisible man what they did is they they'd been planning to make this for a while they had johnny depp they were gonna there's like a a cast photo not a cast photo i guess but like a a photo that's been circulating, Fo- yeah. photoshopped photo where they've got Tom Cruise and Javier Bardem, who is mm-hmm. going to be Frankenstein, and uh, Johnny Depp, who is going to be the Invisible Man, um, and uh, Benicio del Toro was maybe. I don't know who would he be. Well, no, he was the Wolf Man in two thousand ten. Oh, okay. That's right. That's why I'm thinking of him. Uh, yeah. So, um, what they did is instead they they decentralized. They said, okay, we're going to just kind of push this off to Blumhouse. And Blumhouse is like, all right, let's, uh, let, let's let we, Lee Whannell do it. Um, and Lee Whannell, he was maybe a writer on Saw. No, he was an actor in Saw. Interesting. Yeah, he was the, the guy. Um, and then he, he got... He was the guy? He was the, the guy. Not the Saw guy, the, the, the Sod guy. Okay. <laughs> kind of the Great. main guy, I guess. Not, um, the, not Jigsaw, but the guy that got 
his saw jigged right <laughs> his jig sawed <laughs> right um and then he got into directing uh writing and directing off of that it looks like he's actually he's got i guess he wrote saw interesting yeah so he, he wrote saw in most of the saw movies and then okay. um got into directing with the all-time classic insidious chapter three um oh. but then he did upgrade a couple of years ago Okay. Which I didn't see, but looks pretty great. Yeah. Um. And then he did Invisible Man, and Blumhouse was like, "Hey, yeah, let's uh, see what you can do with this." And they kind of just let him do his thing. Someone just rang my parents' doorbell. Who's here? Is it the Girl Scouts? Do they have cookies? This is. I don't know who that is, but my language is going to severely stop right now. All right. I'm going to tone that down. All right. Very good. <laughs> Sorry for that weird interrupt- interruption. That was... Uh, I'll have to edit around that a little bit. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then they, they made The Invisible Man, and they did it. It's like there's no hints of a shared universe. Um, there is a jigsaw face graffitied on a fence that you see for like a half second. There's a what? One shot. A jigsaw face. Oh, good. But... <laughs> I mean, that makes sense because he he wrote it. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's what they're going to do. But it, so they're like, okay, let's just make a one-off movie and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It went pretty great. Yeah. It's a good movie. Good. Um, It's a, is it, have you, have you read the book? The reason I'm looking at my phone right now is I'm trying to like look at the invisible man. Yeah. I have read the book. How close is it? Oh, not even close. Oh, well, the original book is hg wells like yeah classic sci-fi so it's yeah uh i mean yeah no it's it's not even the same story okay i mean it's a guy becomes invisible yeah and the original one is like he becomes invisible and he uses this power to become bad mm. and it's about like okay does power corrupt yeah this one is like a bad guy becomes invisible and uses his power to do worse things but he was already bad gotcha. um so this one it's it's a, it's a great modern twist on the theme. It's very horror focused, but it's like, okay, uh, Elizabeth Moss is the girlfriend of this really rich, but abusive guy. And he's very controlling. And yep. so she escapes from him. Um, and then he commits suicide or does he? <laughs> um, cause suddenly she finds herself haunted by some sort of invisible presence. Yeah. And she thinks it's him back and invisible. Is it? I don't know. I'm not going to reveal anything. All right. You know, there's some twists and turns along the way, but, um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's a different spin on the themes because it's like, it's all about abuse and gaslighting and, um, like Elizabeth Moss is so good at her job. Just <laughs> like, there's part where you like, you're like, okay, she's, she's gotta be right about this but you start to almost not believe her she she starts to feel like an unreliable narrator you start Mm -hmm. flipping back through the movie like okay could this part have meant something different yeah um not like the invisible man's not there it's it's not that far but just like you don't entirely trust her Mm -hmm. um really well done um it's a little bit of a disappointing movie for me because there's like five or six little it it feels like there was a final cut and the director was like, this is it. This is perfect. And the studio was like, nah, let's make it a tiny bit more audience friendly. Uh, and so they 
chopped down a couple of slow tension building scenes early on. Mm -hmm. And then the ending, the ending's really cool the way they do it. But then they stop and have one character explain the ending to another when there could have been just a little bit of room for some ambiguity Mm. um, and uh, trusting the audience a little more. Yeah. And there's just a couple of moments like that. But mostly it's a really good, solid, interesting, unique movie. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of what they needed to do. And so maybe this is their Iron Man now. Do you think that a dark universe is radar, right? Do you think that a uh, a shared universe like this could survive under being rated R horror movies? I I think it's I think it can't. I think I think this is more Aquaman than Iron Man. This is we're going to do something, it's going to be its own thing. It doesn't have to connect to the rest of the universe. We'll just keep making movies and they will be separate and individual and each one will have its own tone and feeling. And maybe we can have references or interconnections where they make sense. But from this point forward, we're going to move forward with just doing little one-off things. Okay. Do you think a shared universe... Uh, do you think... So, the, shared universes don't make any sense unless there are connections that make sense. Right. I don't see a team-up of this shit. No. Why Why do they want to make a shared universe if, if a team-up would just not make sense? Because Marvel did it, and Marvel made all of the money. It's like... This is, this is one of those things, and I, and I don't understand. There's got to be something I'm missing where a, a big production company like this is doing something so stupid and so just, like, nonsense. Well, that's how Hollywood operates. They see something that succeeds... And they take the wrong takeaway. They try to imitate it. Yeah. And their imitation usually doesn't work because they're missing the actual, like, core through lines that made the thing a success in the first place. They just try to... Like, you know, superheroes have teams. Right. And they have that interconnectedness and that shared history. Yeah. And they built that organically. And so they said... They they saw the success and saw shared universe, Mm -hmm. which... It's true. The success comes from the shared universe, but the shared universe comes from something itself. Yeah. So, yeah. I... I could see a version of this that would work. Um, I don't think this Invisible Man movie would fit in there anywhere because this one's more... Um, it's, a, it's a little bit sci-fi. Yeah. Just like because it's got invisible technology and the original book is sci-fi. Um... And the others are sort of magical horror. So then we could do something along those lines of, I think, uh, let's let's spend the rest of this episode talking about how we could make something like this work. Make little one-offs that are well, interesting so and unique. Structuring it, uh, not, <laughs> not necessarily structuring it, but more like how you could actually make. So in my mind, stuff like Invisible Man is not really that... I like the idea of a Van Helsing through line that basically you have this, I talked about it a little bit in the first attempt and I realized that it actually, actually isn't totally accurate. Uh, Not so much. So the first time I mentioned that like every, it's all kind of based around this Van Helsing family where uh the initial guy we called him Artie van helsing because i can't remember his real first name i'm actually gonna look it up now Um, curious he has a bunch of descendants that are all different monster hunters mostly just 
Dracula. He mostly deals with Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, it is and, Abraham. Huh? It is Abraham. Abraham. Okay. Um, so I like this idea that Van Helsing is just a general supernatural monster hunter. Mm-hmm. And so I think it could benefit from, I think your storyline could be about that. So you mm-hmm. have your initial, you start way back with uh, Dracula. You start back in the you know 1800s with Dracula, Castle Dracula with um, Abraham Van Helsing fighting him. Mm-hmm. And then he wins. Okay. Then you have, let's say, a Frankenstein. All right. And you have, the, it's this it's this conflict between Abraham Van Helsing's kid or something talking to Victor Frankenstein and their buddies maybe. And then Victor Frankenstein makes this monster and he goes, what the fuck have you done? Like, this is, this is a monster. Like you're, uh-huh. and then he like, and so it's this conflict maybe between friends and Van Helsing leads this leads the mob to track down this thing he he's not as good as his dad was so he leads this mob to help him take down this monster Mm -hmm. takes down the monster next movie is let's say wolfman all right um and it's the next kid who saw his dad be kind of a weakling and not as good as his granddad and he looks up to his granddad becomes a great monster hunter Mm -hmm. takes down the wolfman wins at the end then the next one so now we're looking at like 30s 40s when egyptian excavation is really becoming a heightened thing yeah you look at the mummy oh you could probably do a really great mummy period piece around like the the actual curse that happened when they opened yeah. king tut's too exactly yeah like, yeah yeah so like you, you get like your 20s and 30s where excavation is just this big thing in egypt and you yep. and so that's that's the great grandkid of a great great grandkid of abraham and so he's like his dad the grandkid is like, yeah, now I'm the greatest monster hunter. I killed this guy. I'm going to teach you everything I know because mm-hmm. now we need to become a family of monster hunters. Kind of basing this lineage of monster hunters off of Abraham's kid was kind of a weakling. Mm-hmm. It's like a pride thing at this point. Okay. And so he's teaching what he, everything he knows. Circumstantially, he's in Egypt when just some archaeologist releases this mummy. And he's like, holy shit, this is what I'm here for. Like and then you could maybe like tie in a destiny thing. I don't. I don't like destiny. Destiny is yeah. kind of a stupid theme. Uh, so he's there, and then he fights the mummy, takes him down. Mm-hmm. Fifty, sixty, seventy years pass. No, we do creature of the black lagoon. Oh, we in the go. Ch- yeah. yeah. Okay. So then you have in. another kid fighting creature. I don't know the story of creature of black lagoon. There's a creature it comes from the black lagoon. Cool. Awesome. That happens. He fights him. <laughs> um, we don't touch invisible man because I like this monsters thing. All right. And so you have all these, you have these generations fighting these guys, and then some reason, uh, I don't know, maybe you could tie it all the way back to Victor Victor Frankenstein. You can make Victor Frankenstein like this ultimate bad guy who, Mm -hmm. uh, his descendant, 70 years later, like, goes, oh, this guy fucked up my great 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 granddad's or whatever's like love livelihood uh-huh. by ruining his like his genius and like and tarnish the, the the frankenstein name i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna find all these monsters that all of these van uh mm-hmm. these van helsings ruined bring them all back and fuck up this one van helsing yeah then you have a crossover and it's this one van helsing maybe it's a family reunion of like all these descendants of like these branches branches of van helsing mm-hmm. and they're like 
oh my god, there's five monsters all attacking me in New York right now. What is going on? And then you have, like, then that's where you have that crossover, that monster universe. Mm -hmm. So it's all kind of isolated things, but it all comes back at the end. And it's this this lineage of of revenge towards the end. Okay. That's workable. I 100% made all of that up as I went. Yeah. Yeah, That's my creative mind going. I think you could work with that. Because it's, especially, like, if... The fact that I, like, made that up in about five minutes, mm-hmm. definitely there's room for improvement, but I right. think that that has an interesting storyline as it goes. Right. And it is, it's interconnectable. And it, yep. Yeah. Yeah, kind of works. And they're isolated, and they don't, they build on each other, but not... Not narratively, necessarily. Not narratively. The monsters don't rely on each other, but this mm-hmm. Man Helsing line relies on each other. Right. And you do each one a slightly different tone to cater to the different setting yep. and have, like, a just a different kind of main character. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's kind of uh, uh, when I was. Uh, this is really interesting that I'm I'm so good at like actually trying to create complexity and stuff as I'm going. Like mm-hmm. you, I created that dynamic of the Van Helsing family right off the fucking cuff. Mm-hmm. Like his kid is a little bit weaker because that's not what Abraham's Van Helsing was wanting to do. Was he didn't? It wasn't like the first guy. And he's like I'm gonna create a lineage right of monster hunters. He just was. And then his son was like I'm gonna be like my dad, but like never was as good. And then his kid was like Oh, my dad's a fucking weakling. Ah, but like. <laughs> The, the children of Abraham. You could do like a whole biblical parallel there. Oh, oh man, no. we could have themes and stuff. <laughs> Actually, you could. I mean, you totally could. Yeah. I, I, it'd be hard to not do it and make it stupid. Yeah. But, but like it, that, that those timelines line up. You have the 80s right. of that Dracula. Then like, mm-hmm. uh, what year did Frankenstein kind of take place? That was late 800s, right? Uh, 1800s? I don't know when it's set. But, uh, but you could do something like that where yeah. you, you could get away with that. Uh, but the mummy, I like that the mummy would be would take place amid the height of excavation. Yeah, like archaeological excavation. history. There you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yep. That's that's how I think that they would make that work. Like take the sci sci fi stuff out, mm-hmm. like the Invisible Man. Um. Uh, maybe Jekyll and Hyde. Maybe do we know? Uh, maybe that could be something like they, along they could. the yeah. They could bring um. Like maybe Doctor Jekyll hates. Maybe Dr. Jekyll's the descendant of Victor Frankenstein. You know, he's just... Jekyll the, Frankenstein? Well, there was a mom. It doesn't always have to be uh, male tra- male kids. Um, Jekyll Frankenstein. That'd be such a cool name, though. God. That'd be such a stupid but great also, villain Jekyll's name. Jekyll's his last name. I know. Oh, Jekyll hyphen. Okay, I thought you were saying, like, <laughs> like Jekyll was his first name. No, it is wrong. his first name. I'm going to kill you. I know. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's, that's kind of how you... Because you make the monsters bad guys, right? That's that's what they are. So having a team up would be weird. Like having like try to force all that together, yeah. And then having someone like Invisible Man, where he's just a bad guy, doesn't really fit with that theme. That these are just creatures of nature, like forces of nature that are like acting instinctually. Yeah, it's clearly outside the rules of our existing real universe. It's it is more of a, a fantasy kind of thing. Yeah, than and then sci-fi. Yeah, and that's yeah yep um so they actually are planning to do little one-off things for a while okay they have uh three with directors attached that they're actually planning Mm -hmm. um one called renfield about dracula's assistant guy okay um, directed by going to be directed at this point by dexter fletcher who i think did rocket man flexter detcher flexter uh dexter jetster who you might remember as four-armed 50s cafe owner from attack of the clones oh that's right yeah uh 
Oh, he's also directing Sherlock Holmes 3, apparently. Oh, what? No! Huh. That, what? No, that doesn't make any sense. Huh. How are you doing a Sherlock Holmes 3 without Guy Ritchie? Guy Ritchie's got bigger and better things to do. No. I guess. No. I don't know. 3's gonna be bad. I'm telling you. He, well, he made Rocket Man. Rocket Man was pretty good. Supposed like, to be. Okay, good doesn't mean like consistent. It's, it's gonna be such a whiplash. Could be. Oh. Um <laughs> Hi, Richie, come back. Let's see. Uh Elizabeth Banks is directed or is attached to direct uh the Invisible Woman, which might be related to this one. Might not. We don't really know. Yeah. At this point it seems like it's gonna be unrelated, but um without giving anything away, there's there's room for sequels they don't just destroy the universe at the end or anything Mm -hmm. um certainly could extend it um and then matt stavsky 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 probably uh is attached to direct a movie called monster mash which i think don't quote me on this actually yeah quote me on this i think it's supposed to be a musical i mean monster mash is a musical isn't it it's a song right so That'd be really fun. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're doing little uninterconnected one-off things. Um, I think a lot of those are going to be through different production companies just to try things, see what works, see what sticks. Um, And then who knows, maybe in a few years, we'll come back and work it out. I think they should do my theory. Yeah, I I think that'd be fun. But I think they have given up on... Oh, also, I forgot about... uh, They do have a team-up movie called Dark Army with paul feig directing who for some reason uh he did like bridesmaids and uh, he's one of the comedy guys what was it called again dark army dark army that sounds awful fucking darmy yep <laughs> the army uh, it's like darcy uh what's her last name darcy something it's like d apostrophe she plays uh uh janet and Good place. Darcy Williams? Don't know who you're talking about. What? No, I do know who you're talking about. I don't know her name. Uh, or there's uh, James Darcy, which is James Darcy. Kate Carden. Well, come back. Carden. Darcy Carden. Okay. Darcy Carden. Anyway, not what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, so I'm... There's so much potential with these and so many different ways you can do each of these characters you can do yeah. period pieces or like a just a straight adaptation of the original or you can do set them in a modern day and update the update the themes like they did with the invisible man mm-hmm. um they're just they're going to keep making these as long as they're making movies yeah and at some point they're going to hit on the right combination and find a way to bring them together yeah i just don't think it's right now nah, it's gonna be a while yeah it's just gonna be dangerous with them doing this over and over and over and over again yeah well, at some point they will probably give up, take a break. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well. Go see Invisible Man in theaters now. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I gotta say. I don't think there is. Shall we? We shall. All right. Uh, thanks everyone for listening uh, to us talk about uh, the Dark Universe a little bit. Um, sorry, it's kind of rough, but like the thing died in the middle, so we're not to be blamed for that, unless we are. I don't know. Uh, we're. I shock myself on wood. That doesn't make any sense. You're developing superpowers. <gasps> I'm Shazam. Cool. Uh, we are on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We are on Spotify. We're on YouTube. 
but not our podcast. We're on Patreon. So just us losers pod at Patreon. I don't know how Patreon works. You, that was that's uh that's gonna be loud. <laughs> yeah. It was not that loud. <laughs> oh, good for us. Um, we're on, yeah, we're on Patreon. Send us, send us money, and we'll go see interesting movies. I wanted to see Invisible Man. I don't particularly want to see Candyman, but if you want our very professional and coherent and well thought out opinions about Candyman when that does come out, uh, send us, send us a little money, and we'll go see it. We'll see what we think. Uh, we're on Facebook, just as Losers Pod, I guess. Uh, we're on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. We're on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod. We're on what's the other thing? We're on Gmail. That's where we are. We have a Gmail. Uh, if you want to uh, pitch us a interconnected dark universe story and how it could connect all together and be good and interesting, send that to our Gmail, JusticeLosersPod at Gmail dot com. Uh, best one will win a prize, and the prize will be we read it live on air and make fun of it. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's that's that. Uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled for new and exciting projects coming to you from Quality Entertainment slash REM Productions slash what's our official name now? That's uh, so it's, uh, REM Productions is the company we're uh-huh. a subsidiary. Okay, so we just get to call ourselves Quality Entertainment still. Yeah, cool. Uh, keep your ears and eyes peeled for new things coming straight at you from Quality Entertainment. Uh, REM Productions company. And are uh, a, a a company belonging to and completely owned by, wholly subservient to, and utterly under the dominion of REM Productions. <laughs> oh, I would not allow that. I was not going to let that happen. <laughs> uh, is that all the things I'm supposed to have said at this point I in the episode? Know. Probably. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 First time I've done a bell. Still ringing. Still ringing.